At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the nightcap. Femi Bebefe, Wes Reynolds. We're in for Tim and Sean on what it is, a game six of the NBA Finals. We might crown a champion, Wes, and by the looks of it so far in the first half, right. that's on the horizon. Right. The nightcap might come early for the Boston Celtics. <laughs> Another missed three. 47 at 33, your current score, about 345 left to go. In the first half, in-game, I'm seeing Warriors about minus 7.5, 199.5 on the total. That's not good for me having the over in this game. And kind of the big storyline right now on the Boston side, two men with three fouls. Marcus Smart, who is back in the game. Jason Tatum now taking a seat with mm-hmm. three fouls. Uh, you know, took that one in the first quarter, and those yeah. add up, and then got a little chicken wing and got called for it. So, uh Warriors, uh, Warriors uh, looking like the championship pedigree is having an advantage here as Curry drives in for a layup. 49-33 to 33 at three minutes left to go in the first half. Um, a lot to get to on the show. Make sure to tweet at us over these next three hours at VEASAN Live on Twitter. At Wes Reynolds, one is where you can find Wes. At Femi Bebefe is where you can find me. couple great guests joining the show this evening. Jonathan Von Tobel, VEASAN host and host of the Hardwood Handicappers, joins us at halftime of this game to break down the first half and to look ahead at the second half lines as well. Matt Eumanns, VEASAN host and editor, checks in at the start of the third hour. Eumanns will give us his biggest takeaways from the first round of the U.S. Open. A lot of basketball throughout the show tonight. But with that said, we'll discuss the Con Smythe Awards market in the NHL as the Avalanche hold a 1-0 series lead in the Stanley Cup Final. But first, we begin with what we've seen on the hardwood here. Game 6 mm-hmm. of the NBA Finals. The Warriors, they lead the Boston Celtics right now. The score is 51-33. to And I said this right before we went on the air. The Celtics might be the dumbest good team that I've ever seen in NBA history because the turnovers... The silly fouls have not yeah. stopped, even though they're facing elimination. And the bad shot selection yeah. to add to boot. So a triple whammy there. By the way, timeout on the floor, 239 left to go, 51 to 33. And 
Steph Curry leading the scoring contingent with 12. Andrew Wiggins has 10. He is currently on the bench. But Draymond Green having kind of one of those vintage Draymond Green games where he does a little bit of everything, giving him five points, five assists, six rebounds already. So if you played those points in the, or those assists and those rebounds, mm-hmm. uh, you were looking very good, and you're also looking good for the points. Uh, I believe uh, Golden State, I think that's a 12-2 run over the last four minutes, but 51-33. to 33. Golden State now I'm seeing basically minus nine and a half. 199 and a half on the total. Yeah, Boston uh, Boston has come out nervy, only about 40 and a half percent. Golden State's not really, you know, scorching the nets. They're 9 and 20 from three, but 45 and a half percent from the floor. But like you said, it's the turnovers, it's the bad shots, it's bad fouls. So uh, Celtics in a world of hurt right now as it now ticks up to 10 and a half. And we asked Nick Whalen about this, NBA editor at RotoWire last night, about Hey, this Celtics team, they've never been in this elimination spot in the finals. Now, they've done mm-hmm. it Eastern Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Semifinals, but the NBA Finals is a whole different ballgame here, and the Warriors have been there, done yeah. that three championships in this Steph Curry era, and the Celtics got out to the hot start, 14-2, to but then we saw a 21 to nothing run start late in the first quarter, carry into the second quarter. It was the longest scoring drought for the Boston Celtics, longest scoring drought for any team in league history in the NBA Finals over the last 50 years. That's how insane it flipped after yes. Boston got off to that hot start. Another turnover, by the way, a double dribble oh, on Marcus shocking. Smart. So uh, 12 turnovers, double dribble. Remember that video game uh, back in the old <laughs> Nintendo days, but... Yeah, you give the ball to the other team, they're going to make you pay. And, you know, they're, I mean, they're embarrassing themselves right now at home. And I don't want to put it all on Jason Tatum because sometimes when you're a star player in the NBA, you kind of need to fail that first time. And he's certainly doing so. Really, the whole team is Clay Thompson hits another three. 20-point lead now, 21 at to be exact, 54 to 33, just under two minutes left to go. Yeah, no, this has just been uh, a destruction. So far in this first half, two minutes ago in the first half, like you mentioned, the sports book out here at the Circle Resort and Casino, very big Warriors contingency. Mm -hmm. You know, we're very close to the San Francisco area. It's just a flight on over here to Vegas. Right. You can hear them anytime Steph Curry makes a three, anytime a Warriors player makes a good bucket, the crowd erupts. Not as so much for the Boston Celtics there. Um, Interesting note, Aaron Oster, our producer, gave this to me before the show started. He said that the Circa Sportsbook, is rooting hard for Boston tonight. Not because there's some sort of liability with Mm -hmm. the uh, futures market, because they took a massive bet on Warriors in six prior to the series starting. So they are big fans of the Boston Celtics, and so far through the first half, it's been a big bummer here. We'll see if they can get a big Celtics second half here. Turnover there there from Clay, by the way, and we talked about that last night. Are we going to get game six Clay? Because that's really been a thing for the Warriors run, especially in the mid-2010s, and so far 12 points, even though they got the turnovers. Uh, By the way, it was – I don't know who put this tweet out there, but apparently Golden State, the source said that – they had uh, rented out the uh, memoir at the Encore Casino near Boston and had an anticipation of closing oh. out the series. Uh, the bubbly right now is being brought out. Uh, the ice, the staff there at the yeah. Encore Casino there in Boston, uh, certainly bringing that out. Uh, maybe a little premature, but nevertheless, 54 to 37, <laughs> 112 to go in the first half. I wonder if they'll do Encore in Boston, then fly out west and do Encore here in Las Vegas. Maybe yeah, double o- dip. O- owned by the same company, yeah, of double, course, double uh, Win Resorts uh, <laughs> owns both. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Go coast to coast. Um, from a betting perspective, uh, my pre-flop bet in this game was Celtics team total over 106 and a half. Um, we're on life support. You bet on the over, is that correct? Yeah, I have the over uh, 210. Is, uh, I couldn't get it at 209.5, but got it at 210. 
196 and a half would be your end game. So we're about to get you some halftime lines. We'll probably have to get that to you on the other side for the second segment of the program. But not looking that great. I do have an under on the uh, Andrew Wiggins prop as well. Uh, 26 and a half. Remember, I was betting those overs earlier in the series at 22 and a half. So yeah. I thought, okay, maybe that's a little much. But so far, Wiggins does have 10 points and two rebounds. So you know, right on pace, right around the number there. So uh, I went under, and and really, it's been everybody for Golden State contributing. Not only yeah. Wiggins, but Draymond, uh, Steph Curry with twelve, Clay Thompson with twelve, and it's just like you can see the team that's been there, done that, and it's certainly uh, rearing uh, its its ugly head for the Celtics at mm-hmm. least in the first twenty four minutes. Yeah, so far from a player prop perspective here. Jordan Poole is one basket away from going over his points prop. He has 11 points Yeah, right I forgot now. about Poole. He came 11, off the bench with 11. 11 and a half was his player prop here. Uh, Draymond Green's player points prop was 7 and a half. He's at 5 points right now. Andrew Wiggins is at 10 points. His points prop 18 and a half there. Um, and even Gary Payton the second. He has four points. His player prop for the points was at five and a half. So that's it's been a total team effort here from the Warriors. When the game was played in Boston, we figured, okay, Steph is going to have to be mm-hmm. just the generational mm-hmm. Steph that we've grown accustomed to. But so far in this game six, it's a collective effort of let's go to Boston and let's close this thing out. Remember when this was 14-2 to two in the first quarter and Golden yeah. State took that timeout? Ever since now, 54-3. Yeah, to can, three, I think it's 52-25. Uh, to 25 Can we rewind back run. to that? Yes, <laughs> please. And I can maybe unload on the Warriors in game uh, because right now, yeah, it's it's tough sledding here for Boston. Now, the NBA, the thing about it and the beauty about betting on the NBA is that the swings are massive. Mm-hmm. So just as easily as Boston got down by as much, I believe 18 points might have been the biggest lead or 21 points yes. was the biggest lead of this game so far. They could easily win this game by double digits. We've seen teams go in the shooting. It gets better. Boston, think about game five when they couldn't make a shot in the first half. They come out and they hit like six of their first seven three-pointers. So the Celtics still have time to get back into this. Mm-hmm. But once again, and we're beating the dead horse, but it's important they cannot keep turning the ball over, and that's what they're doing. And there's a key right there. I don't. I think uh, Draymond and the Warriors wanting a foul there at the end. Draymond does get the offensive rebound. By the way, that's nine offensive rebounds that the Celtics have given up. Twenty six to seventeen. Currently, the edge on the glass for uh, for the city is uh, what's on their jerseys <laughs> tonight. But yeah, you can't give up second shot opportunities either. Uh, yeah. And the Celtics are, excuse me, and the Warriors do in that half, fifty two to twenty five on that run. So. We'll get you some halftime prices once they populate. Obviously, they'll mirror the end game, so we'll give those to you as well. But 54 to 39, just a quick stat rundown before you hit the break. Golden State only shooting 43% from the field, 10 of 23 from three, actually better than they are with their overall shooting percentage. Mm-hmm. But you look at Boston, 15 of 36, 41.7%, three of 14 from the three-point line. The rebounding, I think, has been a big key, kind of ignored here, 26-17 in favor of the Golden State Warriors. And then the turnovers, 13 turnovers in the first half for Boston, seven for Golden State. Golden State, you know, they they just they came out with the energy, and I think they're moving the ball better. They're taking advantage of Boston's mistakes. Uh, foul trouble situation, of course, that we mentioned. Jason Tatum has three. Marcus Smart has three. Mm-hmm. Two apiece for uh, Curry and Clay, and then three for Kevin Looney. So Warriors only played eight guys in that first half. Same for the Boston Celtics. but And I don't think there's really any answers off the bench for the Celtics in terms of, AK, hey, who's going to help us with rebounding? It's got to be Big Al, the working man's pal. It's got to be the Time Lord, Robert Williams. It's got to be those guys. And really, it's got to be a team effort on the rebounding edge because you cannot give these guys second chance points. And we did kind of talk about last night that 
a slower paced game actually does kind of favor Golden State, mm-hmm. I think, rather than Boston. And we'll get JBT's observations here at the half, see what he might think on the other side in terms of what he is seeing. What he is seeing is not a very good performance in a closeout game for the Boston Celtics. No, not a good performance at all here. The three-point shooting, though, that stands out to me. Three of 14 for the Celtics. Do you expect that to regress in a positive manner in the second half? You certainly would think so. I mean, you you would just have to just by, you know, try basically just out yeah. some sort of positive. So something regress. has to stick yes. on the wall. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I, you, I mean, that's kind of your only hope. We're starting to see, I think, some second half lines. Yeah, have you seen out. any? I'm looking at the odds board right now. I haven't seen anything pop as of yet here. Yeah. But 54-39 is our score at halftime. The full game number right now, Warriors by nine and a half there. You can get the total at 195 and a half. This total yeah. closed around 211 and a half. So we're trending toward the under. I'm on the team total over. Wes is on the full game over. The game could be over. We'll ask JVT on the other side. We're just getting started here on the nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 Challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today at zen.com slash 10. That's Z-Y-N dot slash 10. Zen Nicotine Pouches are only for adults 21 plus who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back. This is The Nightcap coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here. We just went through the first half, 54-39 in favor of the Golden State Warriors. And to help us break down the second half and also make sense of what we saw in the first 24 minutes, we bring in our guy, Jonathan Von Tobel, VEASAN host and host of the Hardwood Handicappers. You know him as JVT. JVT, what's going on, man? Uh, looking at the second half market right now, Boston favored by six, the total of 103 and a half. What is your first reaction to those numbers? 
Uh, I'll tell you that uh, it's fitting that I come in on that read, Femi, because I feel like if anybody needs a real fresh start with lasting change, it would be the Boston Celtics <laughs> at this point right now. Um, look, I mean, I can I can come here and say that if you look at what Boston did in the first half, if we're talking about what now, uh, th- uh, I think it was 12 offensive rebounds or something along that range, uh, 13 turnovers, whatever we're at at this point right now, because you lose count after so many. Uh, I'll get to you the exact number. Nine offensive rebounds and 12 turnovers. I mean, we're talking about essentially, what, 21 extra possessions for the Golden State Warriors in that first half? If I can look at the Celtics and say they're going to commit or stop making mistakes and box out a little bit harder and stop playing dumb basketball, then yeah, they'd be a a play. Here's the problem. We've been talking about this narrative for the Boston Celtics now for, what, four games? This is a Mm -hmm. team that I think we're at the point of this series because they're down very big in an elimination game that they're not changing their stripes. So do you want to lay six with a Celtics team that has shown no indication that they're going to stop turning the ball over, that has shown no indication that they're going to fight on the glass and keep these guys and keep them from scoring second-chance points, that won't get lost on switches, uh, that won't get lost on follow-up rebounds? I just It feels like a fool's errand. They are rightfully favored in the second half because it, like just logic would tell you that there would be some evening out here. But I don't want to sweat out a team that has consistently shot itself in the foot now for, what, four, four and a half games at this point of the NBA Finals. John, the uh, Celtics offense right now kind of looks like Phil Mickelson on the greens there at the Country Club <laughs> in Brookline, just all out of four kilter. Five. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 103 and a half, the second half total. It does kind of seem like in game four, maybe that the Warriors figured something out, and they certainly have carried it over, obviously, through 24 minutes here in game number six. Do you think is is this the point where Boston's just going to get a little desperate offensively and you know just kind of chuck and duck and see if they can get hot from the outside here? One hundred three and a half second half total. You know, as it could be, and like so it, on in, on Monday, it was Monday, which was Game Five. You know, I bet the Celtics in the second half figured that when you looked at least in the first half of that game, right, there were things you could point to that you thought, okay, these are going to turn around. They were 0 for their first 12 from three-point range despite generating wide-open looks. You know, the turnovers you figured would cut down to a certain extent because some of them were uh, they were very bad turnovers, but there were ones that you can correct when you get to the locker room. You're just not seeing it at this point. So to your point, will they come out in a little bit desperate? Yes, I would assume so. The problem with desperation, though, is that it leads to more mistakes, right? So if you're if you're going to wildly charge and, and go to the basket to try to get within four feet, which, by the way, Jason Tatum shooting under 50 percent on layups this uh, this series. Yeah, is terrible. Um, you know, when you're when you're doing stuff like that, it might lead to higher scoring, but it also might lead to offensive fouls. It might lead to bad looks, jacked up shots and even worse offense that you're seeing at this point. I would say that I would lean over the total, given that there should be some correction on their shooting. They're a better shooting team than what they have showed here again, 3 of 14 from three-point range. And they have shown the ability to come out and perform better like we did see in quarter three on Monday night. And that total in the second half was 107.5, and and that just went over the total thanks to Luke Cornett and a late three-point shot. Um, but but I would say yes. like I would lean over the total just given that I think there is a better offensive effort from the Celtics. Uh, but again, given how they have played, there is the danger that that just leads to even more disjointed offense and that it's going to go over, right? Or it's going to go extremely under just given the way that this Celtics team is going to play. I mean, 15 of 32, Jason Tatum on layups in That's, this series, as JVT yep. just mentioned here. And look, uh, we talk about, you know, the modern day NBA three and rim rate, shot quality, mm-hmm. all the, all the different analytics and metric sites, but 
Three and rim rate. That means you got to score when you get it down there, down low. 15 of 32 yep. is what you said? Yes. That's absolutely disgusting. Uh, we're speaking with JVT, VEASAN host, host of the Hardwood Handicappers. I, I want to ask you a Warriors question, but I'm not even sure if the Warriors did anything outstanding in the first half. To me, it almost felt like we were watching Ali Foreman rope dope and they were letting the Celtics kind of tire themselves out and start turning the ball over and they just take advantage here. But Golden State had four guys scoring double figures. Was there anything that you thought from the positive standpoint from the Warriors that you think could carry over into the second half? No, I think you're right, but I think it's more about their defense and really what they're doing offensively. Like some of their scoring opportunities have just come on runouts or offensive rebounds and second chance points. And they're kind of, to your point, just letting Boston almost beat themselves to a certain extent. And when you're sitting back and you're, you know, when you have nine offensive rebounds and they're just coming to you because the Celtics aren't really like looking to box out on certain guys. Uh, and those lead to second chance opportunities for your team. Like that's going to work in your favor without, you know, very much taxing effort. When you're talking about turnovers that lead to runouts, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> when you're talking about 12 turnovers in the first half, and they've only scored 13 points off of turnovers, but it just leads to really good opportunities for this team. So I, I would agree with you. Like I think this Golden State Warriors defense has been really solid. Um, they have been allowing the Boston Celtics to commit their own mistakes. They are, it is weird too. Like when you're looking at some of these, these offensive possessions for the Celtics, like they're going after Steph Curry, right? But they're wasting like 14 seconds, 20 seconds of a shot clock mm. to try to get something. And then they just give it to Jason Tatum to try to bail them out. Like that stuff's not going to work. And they're also doing the smart thing. I think the Warriors defensively, they're not really over helping on certain guys. Like for example, Derek White. I mean, I tweeted it out. Can he have another kid here? Because Derek White's <laughs> terrible. And, and he's, he's been left wide open from three, and he's not hitting them. He's passing up some semi-open looks to dribble into traffic. Like, it's just, I think the Warriors are doing, this is not to take any away from the, anything from the Golden State Warriors, but I think you put it right, Femi. They're playing sound basketball and allowing the Boston Celtics to just puke all over themselves and has given them a 15-point lead at halftime. John, uh, Tatum and Smart both with three personal fouls. A couple really bad fouls yeah. by Jason Tatum. The take just, foul yeah, was atrocious. Just giving them away. Uh, I got to think, though, Adoka, and I know I watch maybe too much college basketball. It's like when you get two fouls in the first you instantly sit and you sit forever. He's got no choice. I, I, I got to think if one of these guys picks up a foul in the first three minutes of the third quarter, you got to ride him out at this standpoint, don't you? Yeah, I mean, Wes, it's the NBA Finals. You're facing elimination. Like, something's got to give here. And Smart, he's only played 16 minutes, uh, but he's one of just two starters who are positive in terms of their plus-minus right now. It's him and Robert Williams who are both plus three. And both of them are under 20 minutes for this first half. I mean, Williams, there was a story the other day where he's still he's like draining his knee or he was uh, between almost every single game until recently because he figured why. Like, I'll just deal with the pain until the series is over. You got to see how much he's got left. If you're going to stave off elimination here and go forward. I, I mean, at this point, it, like fouls be damned. I think you're playing your best guys and you're playing them until they foul out or until you're or until you're blown out by 30, because really the, you've got nothing left in the bag here at this point. I think Jeff Van Gundy at one point said the Celtics bench minus 55 in the plus minus here. And Yikes. you're just looking down there. We were talking about Derek West. White. Not a lot of answers. Grant Williams minus 23. Derek White minus 24. Peyton Pritchard oh. minus 20. Those are the three bench players <laughs> for the Celtics. Like they, they've got nothing from them. They're, they've gotten absolutely nothing. And that's part of the problem. Like, you know, there was a there's a sequence where Steph Curry comes down in transition, and I think he puts up a shot. Peyton Pritchard loses him and tries to go with Gary Payton instead and realizes, oh, wait, greatest shooter of all time, and then scrambles out to him and he hits a three-point shot. Like it, they have been, their bench players have been awful. Derek White gets fooled on a pump fake from Steph Curry. He goes flying by him. Curry hits a 
three at the top of the key. And he's not contributing offensively because White is one of six. Grant Williams misses a wide-open three-point attempt from the left wing. Yeah, they've got nothing from their bench, guys. JVT, we got about 40 seconds left. The Celtics down by 15, but if they're able to force a comeback and force that game seven, do we have to bet the under immediately at open? (laughs) I mean, I, you'd, I'm assuming that game seven, the total is going to be Femi like, oof, like I'm thinking like 207, something yeah, in that range if they get it. Yep. Yeah, like it's going to be really low. I mean, this one was 210, and we're trending potentially in that direction. So, I mean, you can, and the market's going to move in that direction. So I would say if you're going to bet it, bet it the second it opens, because if it opens 206 and a half, I'm willing to bet it closes like 203. Wow. Yeah, that, this, hope, I, I was rooting mm-hmm. for a game seven uh, mm-hmm. just from a content standpoint and excitement standpoint, but... We're going to need a hell of an effort from the Celtics to get that. Dub's taking money here in the second yep. half. Five and a half is Why where not? it's going to close here at Circa Sports. I can't disagree with it. No, not when you're, when you're unserious like the Celtics appear to be tonight, I, I don't blame people. Uh, he is Jonathan Von Tobel. Make sure to check him out. VEASAN host and the host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast wherever you get your podcast. JVT, wish you all the best, man, and enjoy the second half. Good to talk to you guys. Thank you. Thanks, John. Whew. All right, so teams leading by 15-plus, <laughs> yes. 53-1 and one in NBA Finals history dating back to 19. That was uh, Lakers-Celtics was the only one in that one there where you had a comeback of 15 or more. Yeah, it's not looking good for the Boston Celtics, but like we mentioned, today's NBA, a 15-point game is kind of like a 10-point game t- mm-hmm. like 10 years ago, so we'll see how this one unfolds. On the other side, we'll make sense of this second half here. This is the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is the Nightcap coming to you from the VSN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino. Femi Abebefe, Wes Reynolds here. Game six of the NBA Finals going on right now with the TD Garden in Boston. The Warriors lead the Celtics 60-44. to We just had JVT on in the last segment there, and JVT was as flummoxed as we were. Um, I know he was high on the Celtics team all throughout the season, um, but at some point, Wes, mm-hmm. and I always go by this, and not only in betting, but in life as well. When somebody tells you who they are, believe them. Right. And this Boston Celtics team has told us who they are. We are a team that turns the basketball over. Mm-hmm. And when it came down to nut-cutting time with the season on the line, that's mm-hmm. what they're doing. The Celtics look like an offense that would fit right in the Big Ten conference. And I say that <laughs> somewhat with love. I'm a B, as a Big Ten guy. Yeah, you can make Ten that homer, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, this is ugly offense. I mean, they, they're, they're looking just very erratic, bad shots, even though Al Horford hits a three there. Yeah. So uh, He's the whole offense. Yeah, yeah. so lead now down to 13. Just looking at the uh, in-game prices here as they populate after I'm every seeing single seeing 10 and a half over 10 and a half, 194 and a half on the total. So the second half total is what? 103 and a half. So basically, the over under was going to be 196 and a half, 197 ish. So, uh, you know, now we're starting to get some threes. Otto Porter answers with a big three. And that's the thing about the Warriors. We were like, okay, when is this bench going to come in? How bad the Celtics bench was. Now you're starting to see Poole. You're starting to see Porter. They're getting into rhythm. Steve Kerr, I think. And, and that's the thing that you see in basketball when you get this deep into the playoffs or this deep into an NCAA tournament. Rotations got to tighten. You know, certain guys you can't play. They tried to play uh, Belitza a little bit earlier in the series. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, now you're going to see his minutes go down. And then I was commenting like, 
What did Jonathan Kaminga do, uh, the former first-round pick? I mean, he has been absent in this series. He must have, you know, ticked Steve Kerr off or something. <laughs> but nevertheless, yeah, Boston's bench just has been non-existent, these guys. And you could kind of see it, and we pointed Ooh. that out with JVT, another three there by Al Horford. This is going to be Chuck and Duck and try to match them three for three. But so far, that is not working because Otto Porter Jr. and all these guys and Steph Curry keep hitting yeah. threes. So, I mean, basically, I think that's what the Celtics are doing. They're going to go down on their shield just shooting a bunch of threes because obviously they can't finish at the rim. If Jason Tatum's not finishing at the rim, 15 of 32, as we mentioned on layups in this final series, then nobody's going to finish at the rim. So that's basically what you have to do is just chuck them up there as Marcus Smart does. Bad shot off the top of the backboard. And it's a, it's really been a bad night for the Celtics' big three here. We talk about Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown, those guys are the Warriors. Steph Curry just hit another mm-hmm. three, I believe it is. So n- largest lead of the night right now. The wow. Circus Sportsbook is going nuts. The Warriors' contingency is here. They can taste the champagne that is – just one half away right now as the Warriors lead 22 points right now, 72 to 50. But I was saying that Tatum, Smart, and Brown just really haven't played. Now, now Brown has had 16 points on 6 of 13 mm-hmm. shooting, but 2 of 6 from 3-point range. Tatum only 11 points, minus 16 on the plus-minus. Smart is in foul trouble, as was Jason Tatum in that first half. They really haven't gotten enough from those guys. No. They're two wing players and their defensive player of the year there in Marcus Smart. Yeah, and I think uh, if this result holds, obviously the MVP's over. I mean, we kind of said <laughs> that. We were laughing about it after game five. It's like, oh, Andrew Wiggins, because everybody wants to be that kind of contrarian mm-hmm. a little bit. It's like, no. Funny enough, that I offered 100 to 1. I didn't get anybody. No, uh, to, I didn't, you didn't, didn't get, get any biders, did you? Didn't get any action. And no takers. I was out 100 to 1. No takers. So uh, Steph, Cur- Steph Curry, by the way, 21 points, 5 of 6 from the, th- the three He's finally going to get that finals MVP so yeah. everybody can kind of get off his butt. Warriors 16 of 30 from the three-point line. Uh, and look, now the Celtics down 22. It's kind of like you made your bed. You got a line. You got no choice now but to just go chuck and duck the rest of the half. Yeah, the finals MVP minus 320 is what we saw for Steph Curry prior to this game here. That is a virtual lock. That was almost paired up with the series price mm-hmm. for the Warriors there since they had home court advantage in a possible Game 7. That Game 7 looking unlikely. We're 6-12 left to go here in the third quarter, a 22-point game. Um, as for player props, Curry, they're getting close to his, I believe. His prop was around 28.5 yeah. right now. So 21 points for Steph Curry on Klay Thompson. He's still at 12 points there, 5 of 14 shooting, 2 of 4 from 3. Uh, we're just waiting for Jordan Poole to get back into the game to mm-hmm. go over his player prop. Mm-hmm. He's at 11 points right now. His prop was 11 and a half for the points there. Um, Draymond Green has gone over his points prop of seven and a half. So we joked last night about yeah. is it going to be over under seven and a half expletive Draymond chance from the Boston crowd? We don't have volume in the studio, but. I, it, it looks like it's I think quiet. The, I think the expletives <laughs> are actually going in the guys in the green and white, to be yeah. honest with you, because they got booed off the floor at the half, and uh, the boo birds are, are a-flowing right now, I think, in the garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's not not very good there. As for the Celtics points props here, to give, let me update my box score, get this thing going here. But right now the leading scorer is Jalen Brown. His points prop is 24-and-a-half. The way they're, they're chucking and ducking, mm-hmm. I'd imagine he goes over that there. Tatum is 27 and a half. He's at 11 points right now, one of four. It's just been a bad series for Jason Tatum. You brought up the stat of what he's been doing from the layups. They're 15 of 32 yeah. on layups. You'd expect the guy to be, you know, like almost yeah. 75, 80%. But, but that's this like and, new NBA right now because we talk about whenever we get into like shot quality or 
any of the metrics. I know JBT writes them up every day at Beeson.com. Great column all season, by the way, from our guy, Jonathan Bontobel. And, you know, when you go into the non-garbage time minutes, the cleaning the glass numbers and all that stuff, we always talk about, okay, the best two shots and the two shots that teams are looking for are either at the rim or an open three. And anything else than that is considered like a bad shot unless you're really proficient at making them. Mm -hmm. So far, the Boston Celtics have not been uh, so, at least in this game. Currently, uh, 14 and a half uh, Warriors laying in game here, just about midway through the third quarter, 200 and a half on the total. And we saw people taking that six in the second half line there. It it ticked down to five Mm -hmm. and a half there. After it went, Boston and, and one of the things it did too, and that this is kind of a lesson for some betters here. You don't want to be necessarily be a slave to the screen, you know, the Don Best screen or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you saw here at Circa Sports, they went to five and a half minus a dollar five on Boston. So that means it's one fifteen if you're taking that number with Golden State. So sometimes you can look at the screen. It won't do it. it nothing's ever foolproof, but sometimes maybe that's going to give you the winner. And you really want to look, I think, yeah. what are the books that are going to take sharper action? Obviously, this is one right here behind us at Circa Sports. Westgate Superbook, some of the, some of the offshores, Chris and uh, bookmaker. Jazz, Bookmaker and the like. They're going to be taking the sharp action in some of the credit shops. So if you have that line screen, you can kind of look at it and you can get an indication, okay, what are the more square shops that are getting more public action? What's getting more sharp action? Clearly, there was some sharp action here on the Golden State side in the second half. Uh, Al Horford has been the one bright spot for the Boston Celtics. He's gone over his points and rebounds prop. His points prop Big Al, the working half. man's pal, the, is the trying to man, lead these He's kids. trying, man, but nobody else wants to come along yeah. with him. 13 points, nine rebounds. The rebounds trying to lead the horses to water, but can't make them drink. And uh, they're going to be needing some drinks after this game, uh, preferably of the alcoholic variety to drown their sorrows. 72 to 52, 452 left to go. Overpaced so far a little Mm -hmm. bit in the second half as Marcus Smart's uh, uh, about to hit a three here. So 72 55, your current score. I almost wonder, and we've seen him kind of shaking his shoulder at times, but Jason Tatum. If he is hurt and how much he's right. hurt. Because they might not be letting on how bad it is. Because mm-hmm. at times when you see him go to the ground or if you see him kind of get tangled up with somebody, he kind of shakes off the shoulder a little bit there. Yeah. Maybe that's what's causing the inefficiency at the cup there. And also why he's just kind of been so-so throughout this entire series here. Maybe yeah. he's a little banged up after going through that, that football could, game that, of a series look, against that, Miami. Look, that could be true, and, <laughs> I, and I buy that to some degree. Yeah. But you can just see the body language out there. Oh, it's they like, look they look when, demoralized. When, when you're when you're not used to this, it does take a little bit of time, and that's kind of you know the NBA I grew up with. It's like everybody had to fail at one point. Like you know, Michael had to fail against the Pistons before he got by, and then you know. You know, Pistons uh, had to fail against yeah, the Celtics. Shaq had to fail. That was down in Orlando, and then he went to LA and teamed up with Kobe, and that got done. But that's what you do. That's kind of like what the NBA playoffs are, at least the one I grew up with, where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you run into that kryptonite, and then you finally beat them, and that's what gets you over the hump. So we shall see. Timeout on the floor. 4:52 left to go in the third quarter. 72 to 55. Warriors minus 13 and a half. 199 and a half your total. I'm actually seeing 11 and a half now over at DraftKings yeah. there. So DraftKings, if you want to lay it with the Warriors, if they think that, if you think they might be able to blow this thing open there, but yeah, 13 and a half was mm-hmm. the number you saw. So mm-hmm. you can get 13 and a half if you like Boston, but 198 and a half being the total right now as we sit here midway through the third quarter of the game six of the NBA finals. I'm just 
I'm a little bummed that this is the effort the Celtics have given. And I'm not even a Celtics fan. In right. fact, I don't really like the Celtics. Right. I don't like any of the Boston sports teams. But I was hoping for a game seven mm-hmm. just to set up the sports calendar. Of yeah, because Father's Day, ab- ab- absolutely. So, and, uh, and here we are with this pathetic performance at home in an elimination game. Yeah, so uh, you're seeing what we're doing. Uh, Celtics are basically taking threes pretty much yeah. all over the floor, and it's that's open what gym. they're going to do. <laughs> Warriors are going to be willing to let them take that shot, but so far at least the over has gone you know, to pace for the second half. So we'll see if, you know, Boston can at least get it within single digits here and make this a competitive game in the final quarter. Seven of 22 from beyond the arc are the Boston Celtics. On the other side, we'll continue the NBA Finals discussion and talk first day of the U.S. Open at Brookline, Massachusetts. This is the Nightcap. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way vsin is here to make you a smarter, better year round. So check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Welcome back. This is The Nightcap coming to you from the VEASAN studios here in downtown Las Vegas at the Circa Resort and Casino. Femi Bebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here. Right now, the Warriors lead by 17 at 74 to 57. We were busy during the break shaming Grant Williams. And I'm absolutely yeah, deserves I'm, I'm done it. with that uh, guy. Yeah, total whiff. They had to go to the review to see if Kevin Looney had the elbows up, but it didn't come close. And Williams, you know, like he got shot and then put the towel on the lip to boop to really sell it. But They should eject him for wasting everyone's time. Yeah. That, <laughs> like, that, that's, that, that's what should happen. That, that is absolute garbage, and uh, absolute garbage describes the Celtics' play right now. 74 to 57, 324 left to go. And look, quite frankly, the Warriors are getting a little sloppy, maybe mm-hmm. a little careless uh, with the lead, but Boston not capitalizing. So Warriors minus 12.5, minus $1.20, 198.5 the current total in play. 14 turnovers for the Boston Celtics so far tonight here. 
Um, but you, like you mentioned, the Warriors, I believe, have 11 turnovers. So it's it's been sloppy on both ends here, but the Warriors have a big lead, so you can see why they might be getting a little careless. Mm-hmm. Boston, though, the team that's playing with their season on the line, and they just yeah. turned it over once again, they're on this other possession. So right now, yeah, and it's just getting real sloppy. But the Warriors, hey, if you're them, you're, all you have to do is just hold serve, and you're yeah. going to walk away with an NBA yeah, title. Yeah, neither team has shot the ball very well tonight, except for Golden State from the three, 16 of 32, 50%. Only 41.8%, but Boston at 40%, only 7 of 22 from the three. Look, now you're chucking and ducking, and you're basically shooting threes because you're not drawing any fouls. You're not really trying to get to the line. So that's what you could see here. This is this is looking like it is going to be garbage time mm-hmm. almost for the rest of the game. We've still got about a, a quarter and three minutes and change to play. So 74 to 57, just a... Boston, uh, nothing really doing right now, and Golden State just kind of cruising. Jalen Brown, the leading scorer for the Boston Celtics with 18 points, also has four rebounds and two assists Mm -hmm. as well. We'll keep our eye on this Game 6 of the Finals. Of course we will because it's going on the main event of the evening, but we had the weekend main event tee off earlier this morning on the East Coast, bright and early at Brookland, Massachusetts. The country club there, the 122nd United States Open Championship Adam Hadwin Mm -hmm. is our round one leader there, going four under for the day, shooting a 66. What was your biggest takeaway from the Thursday action at the US Yeah, Yeah, well, you saw a little bit. The early tight tee times, I think, were a little bit better this morning than the late. There were 25 rounds in the 60s, quite a lot for a U.S. Open. 16 of them, by the way, were in that morning session, and then nine in the late afternoon. About a half stroke better were the guys that went out in the morning and then versus the guys that went out in the PM flight. But half the field is actually at or within six shots. So nothing is really settled right now. Adam Hadwin, you mentioned the leader at four under par, uh, uh, gained almost three strokes around the green, gained about two and three-quarter strokes on approach. That's usually going to get it done. So he obviously led the field tee green today. And then a host of players there at two at uh, three under uh, just one stroke back, including Rory McIlroy. And you can see now he is the favorite. His price has basically been cut a little bit over than half. I think he was about 10, 11 to one, basically on market average to uh, start the uh, U.S. Open. But now at plus 450, Rory gained a lot with the putter today, gained 4.34 strokes on the greens. And look, what we've seen with Rory in majors, dating back to that last major, right after that last major he won, 2014 PGA Championship at Valhalla down in Louisville, Kentucky, mm-hmm. Rory tends to start poorly in round one of majors. And then rounds two through four, he picks it up. We saw it at Augusta this year, made a nice little run <laughs> on <be> Sunday. <laughs> and then he started well at the PGA and then kind of fell off on uh, – on Saturday, and then Sunday gets out early, you know, several groups ahead of the leaders. Look like maybe he's going to post a number and then kind of ran into the wall on the back nine. But, look, certainly has momentum. And I think there's something to be said that maybe, you know, Rory's mindset and his confidence as well because he has been the standard bearer for the PGA Tour. He has been the guy that has defended the PGA Tour mm-hmm. and has not been happy about this live thing and has been very critical of it. You know, saying he called say, taking the easy way out. Yes, exactly. You know, when you do just something for money, it tends not to work out. And he speaks from experience. And of course, when he said that, it, people on the Twitter machine, because everything now, Femi, is whataboutism. Yeah. You know, not only in sports but in society as well. It's pretty healthy. Like, well, 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 you, well, you took the money for uh, Nike golf clubs, and that's when your game went down a little bit. I'm like, so he knows of what he speaks. 
You know, he's not speaking out of turn here because he took the money and look, it didn't work out for him. And then, you know, had to get some new sticks in the bag uh, to, to work that out. But Roy McIlroy, I think the rightful favorite. But you saw a lot of guys that we expected to play well right there. Matt Fitzpatrick, who is a guy I have at 34 to 1, 2 under par, actually had it, I believe, almost uh, to 4 under, at, the, at least a 3 under at one point, gave one away at the last. He's 2 under. Dustin Johnson, really the only guy from the from the Live Tour that played well. A nice little 68 there for Dustin Johnson. Justin Rose last week, who uh, had a look at 57 in the final round of the RBC Canadian Open and ended up shooting 60. How about shooting around a 60 when you had three bogeys on the card? And that's what Justin Rose had the final round on Sunday up there in Toronto, but two under par. Colin Morikawa, who has always been, that was kind of a big topic of discussion in the morning, he plays a natural high fade off the tee. So he's having to play a draw. He's been tinkering with the swing and trying to work something out because he has not really had a very strong year. But nice little one under. I have John Rahm as well, one yep. under par. Very, very nicely done. And and I expect he's going to stay in contention here simply because drive the ball long and hit it straight. And that's what John Rahm does. He has the best balance, I think, of anybody on the PGA Tour and he was number one in total driving in my model this week. So, you know, happy with where I sit with a couple of my guys. I got Rom in the mix. I have, uh, of course, Fitzpatrick, have Xander Schauffele in the mix, and uh, Will Zalatoris, who, by the way, had a couple bogeys to start out today. It looked like they could get sideways. But Will Zalatoris may be slight a frame, but he's a tough dude. He battled, man. He really battled. Yeah. Um, we're down to 12 the lead is down to 12 right now in game six. One minute left to go in the fourth quarter. We'll get you caught up on that. But I wanted to ask you something about Rory McIlroy as it pertains to the U.S. Open. You said that he led the field in strokes gained putting. Mm-hmm. Is that That's usually a statistic that somewhat regresses yes. a little bit. So yes. while Rory played really well today, and we've seen it in the past where he plays well and then all of a sudden cards a 75 mm-hmm. in his round of, at a major here. So is, is he a guy that you might look to – possibly fade in a second-round matchup yeah, for tomorrow. I, yeah, you look at it, and he's the deserved favorite, and he did gain uh, 2.1 strokes on approach, too, so the irons are good, and we mm-hmm. saw it at the RBC last week, the wedges. When Rory hits wedges like that, he might still be the best player in the world. So, uh, you know, but I do think when you gain almost four-and-a-half strokes putting, and he really lost around the greens, it was really his chipping and the short pitches where he did lose strokes and made up for him with the flat stick, but... Look, I think Rory's probably going to stay in contention. I certainly, I have a hard time betting him at under five to one because yeah. when you when I mentioned you have seventy eight players within six shots of the lead, it seems I think it's twenty one of the last twenty three U.S. Opens. You got to be in the top twenty. So what would the top twenty be? It would be one under par. So that's only three off the lead. But I still don't think those guys that even or plus one necessarily. You got some big names down there. They're still very much in this thing. Yeah, and speaking of back. being back in this thing. The team in green and white has finally shown a little pulse. 15-2 to two run for the Boston Celtics. It is down to single digits. And from the looks of it, the TD Garden is going absolutely nuts. Al Horford just – or was it Al Horford or was it – yeah, it was Al Horford mm-hmm. just swatted mm-hmm. uh, Steph Curry's shot or it might have been Jordan Poole's shot, actually. Jordan Poole's shot into row Z of the crowd there. But it, the tides have turned yeah. out there in Boston. We were preparing the eulogy for them. Mm-hmm. We didn't quite put the finishing touches on it. And it appears we have a ball game heading into the fourth quarter. 28 seconds left to go here in the third quarter, but a 15-2 run right now at DraftKings. 
Seven and a half is the live number, and the total is down to 194 and a half. So we're still trending under there, but seven and a half right now we're dealing yeah. with if you want. Cra- crack open line. another Sam Adams. We might be interested in, in a, uh, have an interesting fourth quarter at least with yeah. this down to single digits as the Warriors do make a bucket. 15 seconds left to go in the third. Oh, 76 Draymond, to 65. 20 feet. How about Draymond? Draymond <laughs> has been very good tonight. Uh, minus eight and a half, 195 and a half, the current total in play. Draymond told us that we're going to get this podcast, and, and he wasn't lying. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's playing well, despite all the uh, early woes, that we yes. shall say, in the beginning of this series here. But the lead back to double digits here. Celtics are going to hold for the last shot uh, here, down by 11. And uh, Jalen Brown was able to draw a foul, so he'll go to the line with five seconds to go here in the third quarter. But Boston, credit to them. They could have folded up 10 and, and said but the championship is on the line, so we should right. have expected that they would empty the tank here. And it looks like we're going to have a single-digit game heading into the fourth quarter, which in the NBA, that's up nine, for grabs. Nine points is enough, and if they can make both foul shots here. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. The game is far from over. But, of course, here. they didn't. <laughs> yeah, Announcer Jinx. Hey, Tom Izzo's in the house. On the other <laughs> side, though, we'll start hour number two talking fourth quarter NBA Finals game six. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 